Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. Isn't he wonderful? As we approach his soon coming, we want to thank God that we are here and we can meditate and prayerfully contemplate his ways of doing things. Hallelujah. So join us today as we worship him who's worthy. Hallelujah. We give you thanks. We give you thanks. We give you thanks. Hallelujah. 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 We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, thank you for another day, another another gift from your throne. Another place to say, blessed be your holy name, hallelujah, to live for you, to live in you, to declare your praises. We're grateful. You are my hiding place. You always fill my heart with songs of deliverance. Whenever I am afraid, I will trust in you. I will trust in you. Let the weak say I am strong in the strength of the Lord. You are my hiding place. You always fill my heart with songs of deliverance. Whenever I am afraid, I will trust in you. I will trust in you. Let the weak say I am strong. In the strength of the Lord. We worship you, Lord. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Hallelujah. Seravala lipotoro. Mikraste pravalo docosute. E bristo fravava vea te pelegindi. O mantra li pradasta. Fredi gusto prepisesti, e broto felibente, la pracas que lo chuto, e prasto frevidel menjoro, ha masifre de vreto favuro. We give you thanks, we give you thanks, we give you thanks. Oh, faithful God, you'll do what you said. We give you praise, we give you thanks. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you that you're the God who is the way, the truth, and the life. We worship you. 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 Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Amen. <clears throat> Praise God. So good to be um, around the comfort and power of God's truth in the midst of all that is going on, and so forth. Praise God. And so let's open up our Bibles today to Colossians, the first chapter. And it says there, in verse 1, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, and Timotheus, our brother. Notice here that... uh, 
He is constantly giving credit to God and God's will for whoever and whatever he is. It is not his ambition there, but it is the will of God. Notice verse 2, to the saints and faithful brethren in Christ, which are at Colossae, grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> Let's hear these uh, two verses in Canada also. Devara Chittana Saravagi Esu Kristana Apostala Nada Paulanu Namma Sahodara Nada Timoteanu Kolosseli Kristana Liruva Parishuddarige Matu Nambigastarada Sahodara Rige Namma Tandeada Devar Indalu Kartanada Esu Kristan Indalu Nimage Krupeu Shantiu Agali Amen. So there is this local assembly that he's talking to and uh, in his opinion uh, there are two types of people there in this address to both types. Verse 2 says, To the saints, referring to those who have accepted the finished work of Jesus, thank God that they are saved. And then he says, The faithful brethren in Christ. So there's uh, two types of people in <clears throat> the things of God. There are the saints and then the faithful brethren in Christ. A faithful brother in Christ most likely refers to someone who is uh, not just saved and uh, attends a church, but is also committed and involved in the programs of the Word and the things of the Spirit in that church. So, praise God that both of these are addressed. Hallelujah. Notice there, grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> as far as God is concerned, the grace and peace, the benefits from God and the Father and from the Lord Jesus are, you know, the same towards both these types of people. Amen. Uh, so his wish, his desire is for saints and faithful, whoever you are in Christ, to be able to receive grace and peace. Hallelujah. Uh, he's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. And so there is also, you know, a part that we play in the receiving from his good heart. Hallelujah. Praise God. It's not just one-sided. Uh, man has something to do about it also. God has only one wish for those who trust in him. That grace and benefits of that grace, peace, soundness, where there's nothing missing, where there's completeness, there's the healing, the soundness in God for them. Hallelujah. Praise God. But then uh, we have to respond also. And so it is not just a one-way street. Hallelujah. No matter what anyone thinks, God is not just, uh, you know, sort of immobile, stationary, impersonal God. Hallelujah. He's actively involved with our choices also. Praise God. And therefore, we look to God for ways to receive His benefits. 
Hallelujah. For instance, prayers that are in line with his heart. Prayers that he can answer. And so we strive to pray those prayers so that we can receive even more of these benefits of grace and peace from the Lord. And included in the first chapter there is a prayer from the ninth verse where concerning all of these thoughts he says, For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Hallelujah. So there is this desire for both the faithful and those that are just saints in Christ, that they be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Amen. So you could say that a result of not being filled is what makes the difference between the varieties of choices. Hallelujah. So to be full, notice that, filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Hallelujah. Let's hear verse 9 also in Kannada. Hallelujah. In all wisdom and in all spiritual understanding. Notice that these are very uh, interesting ways of saying things uh, with a lot of depth in them, verse 10, that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Hallelujah. Notice that he's not saying that the people may be worthy, but they may walk worthy. Hallelujah. So they are already worthy. That's why Jesus died for them. That's why Jesus paid the price for them. And Jesus gave them that worth where we cannot still understand how it is possible that God could put himself on one side of the balance and put ourselves on the other side of the scales, so to speak, and give us that value and worth. Hallelujah. So we are worthy. Thank God for that. He has made us worthy. But then, as a result of the filling of the knowledge, the will of God in our hearts, with the understanding of the Spirit of God, that causes us to walk in a manner that's worthy of the Lord. Hallelujah. So, it's just uh, one after the other in terms of context there. If you want to walk in a worthy manner, in a uh, manner that is uh, appropriate and uh, worthy of being a saint and also faithful in Christ, then let's get filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. For what you are full of is what will eventually move you. Hallelujah. Praise God. And so... This prayer just comes from the heart of God and it is prayed out here for those who would 
see it and believe. Praise God. So that we might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. Praise God. So there is this place where, you know, you are a child and you are a son. And then eventually you are a mature son. Hallelujah. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. This was after Jesus had stepped out and did some things. And those things gave the Lord pleasure. Hallelujah. Isn't that interesting? That uh, even Jesus had to walk out certain things. Even though he was the perfect son of God. Hallelujah. He had to do and choose the will of God above other things. He had to choose the will of God above his own will. And uh, therefore... He was a kind of prototype or pattern for us to also follow. <clears throat> Verse 10. That we might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Notice that there are good works set up for us, and we are called to enjoy fruitfulness in each and every one of them. Hallelujah. And so it's not just saved and stuck, saved and just there, but rather there's a desire from the heart of God in an active prayer request. Notice that, that each one may receive this fullness of revelation, word of God, understanding in the will of God, that that may now cause them to walk and move in the direction that is going to be pleasing to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. So sometimes people uh, can just say, God is pleased with me. Of course, uh, thank God, He is pleased with the saints and He's also pleased with the faithful in Christ, but He is uh, very pleased, well pleased when they operate and perform for their own good the very plan of God for their lives. Amen. So it is uh, true that God is pleased with us just by being saved. But it is also true that we were created for a purpose that we have to walk into that place and perform it. And that is where there is a fullness and there is a completeness even in the set of rewards. Amen. Very interesting. So people seem to have some trouble there very often, either this way or that way. But there is this high ground of uh, the blessed life where you are wanting to continually press in to the high and heavenly calling that is in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. And Paul uh, gave us those thoughts as we saw last week. Verse 10, that we might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of Him. Very interesting here, how that as one becomes more and more fruitful, or produces fruit in these good works, then they are able to get more knowledge. Then increase in the knowledge comes. And it's the knowledge that causes them to walk in the right manner and causes them to go forward. Notice that. So until one begins to walk in that 
light that they already have, there's really no reason for more light. And so uh, they don't have the capacity to receive more until what they have been given is used to produce works. Hallelujah. And so they can result various things uh, due to that not moving on, not uh, doing the first works or the things they were supposed to do in the first. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's hear verse 10 also in Kannada. So fruitfulness is the result of being filled with the knowledge of God's will. Fruitfulness is the result of walking in the right manner. And that causes further increase in the knowledge of God. Amen. Praise God. There is a lot about the knowledge of God. Sometimes people say, you know a lot about God, but you don't know God. You know, there's that uh, kind of a compartment also. If you've been around for some time, you, know, you can be accused of knowing a lot about God, but not knowing God. Amen. So, uh, you know, all of those things, maybe God will help us to crack that and see further into it. Notice verse 11, strengthened with all might. Strengthened with all might. Hallelujah. Notice knowledge, then acting on it, bringing forth fruit, and then even more knowledge causes strength. And uh, strength with all the mighty power, resurrection power, uh, miracle working power, God's dominating power, all of this Facets of the word and the power of God. Hallelujah. According to his glorious power. Very, very amazing that all of these words are there. Unto all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness. Amen. Notice what all of this power is directed uh, for or towards. That we have all patience, long-suffering, joyfulness. Amen. Sometimes people prefer to see power uh, and strength and might of God demonstrated in other ways. Boom! The guy stood up from the chair and ran up and down, you know, and threw away his walking cane. Praise God for that. Amen. But suppose you don't have a problem with walking cane and a wheelchair. How does the strength of God manifest in the individual like that? It is supposed to be directed to all patience, long-suffering, but not just with gritted teeth, with joyfulness. Amen. That's how the strength of God is now distributed as. Amen. So you could say the person with long, notice that, suffering, ability to handle people, is a very strong person. Especially if he's doing it joyfully. Hallelujah. And not losing it every now and then. And you know, calling people to the corner and giving them a piece of their mind and so on. Praise God. But just enduring joyfully and notice patiently taking various kinds of challenges in the realm of circumstances, dealing with circumstances joyfully, dealing with people joyfully. That person is a strong person. He has received all kinds of mighty 
glorious deposits of God's power. Praise God. Isn't that interesting? Praise the Lord. Let's hear verse 11 also in Kannada. Atana Mahima Shaktiya Prakara Paripurna Balahundi Balisharagi Ananda Purvakavada Tarmayanu Matu Dirgashanti and Nuturisuvaru. Hallelujah. So all of that strength, all of that mighty, glorious power infused into mankind should produce all patience, long suffering with joyfulness. Amen. Once in a while I get the opportunity of visiting my parents. As they are older, you know, they are gone into their 80s now. And, uh, you know, I watch them and, man, once in a while they just go at each other. <laughs> and I'll be very calm and quiet and watching from a little bit far distance. Because I don't want to embarrass them also. And they, they do go at each other, you know, at this age of 80. And sometimes I think, wow. Praise God. You could just be the same at 80 and 90 and you could just be the same. Or you could just have a lot of joy <laughs> and long-suffering <laughs> and endurance and all of, <laughs> all of that. Praise God. Needless to say, they are not um, regular church folk who have developed. They go to church now and then. And uh, with COVID, it became even more uh, hard to gather. And so they're more on the fringes, you know, and so on. But you and I, <clears throat> thank God, we've been able to go online, you know, out of line, offline, every kind of thing. We're out there, praise God. And uh, we ought to know these things. And this knowledge ought to strengthen us <laughs> to such a place that we can endure. Amen. Because it's glorious power. Hallelujah. You know, thank God. It's mighty dominating power. Hallelujah. Resurrection power. All of the glory of God is in that power. And it directs uh, towards patient, long-suffering with joyfulness. So you can see that a joyful person is a strong person. Hallelujah. Praise God. Oh, thank God for that. Why are you always going, ha, ha, why are you trying to be excited? Because that is the power of God producing that effect. Hallelujah. And uh, we are not making it up. It's written in this prayer to the church. Notice the next verse, verse 12 says, giving thanks. Giving thanks. Notice joyfulness, giving thanks. Joyfulness, giving thanks. Joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us meet. There's the answer. We're already qualified. Praise God, which has made us meet, or who qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Hallelujah. So you have been qualified. I have been qualified. We have been qualified to partake. Of any inheritance that belongs to the saints in the realm of glory. Whatever the Father has for us, we were chosen before time to inherit it. Inheritances are received as a result of the death of the testator. And the death has happened. Hallelujah. And so all of these realities are in these thoughts, these prayers. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And, and the natural flow of 
the depth of word and wisdom and understanding and the flow of the power of God is that we are enduring joyfully no matter what the circumstance, no matter what kind of people. And we're very thankful, very grateful that we have all of these for us today as saints from the glory of God, from his benefits, from his grace. Wonderful Jesus. Hallelujah. So that is the attitude that must be uh, attained to and enjoyed by every one of the saints, whether you're just a saint or the faithful in Christ. Amen. Let's see if we can also hear uh, verse 12 uh, in Kannada. Glory to God. Verse 13 continues, Who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son? Hallelujah. In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Glory to God. This is a, you know, very all-inclusive, powerful prayer for everyone who is in Christ, whether you are just a saint or whether you are faithful. God's plan has not changed. Amen. Through the understanding, through the knowledge, we become more and more grounded and we are able to do the plan of God for our lives. We're able to fulfill the purpose, no matter what the challenge, no matter what the people, uh, the types, characters out there. We're able to be joyful through it all and thankful that we are qualified to receive all his benefits. Praise God. Hallelujah. Notice that if you're qualified to receive the benefits, you can receive the benefits. Hallelujah. And the knowledge of that fills us to walk in such a place where we are receiving. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So, hence we study. Hence we meditate. And fill ourselves with the knowledge of the will of God. Amen. We go for another study. Uh, we go for another meeting. We go for another time of gathering around Him. Praise God. Amen. Let's hear verse 12 and... Uh, uh, 13 to 14 also in Kannada. Praise the Lord. Amen. So you can tell that this is a good God praying the same, desiring the same results for his children, whether they are faithful or not. Isn't that interesting? Of course, he would like to see them being faithful because it would turn out for their own benefit eventually. Praise God. And uh, it's uh, one of the greatest compliments to receive from God is, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. That's an amazing thing. So in God's mind, faithfulness is a very powerful thing. Hallelujah. And therefore, uh, we also need to start to emulate it, desire it, copy it. 
Amen. I also turn into Hebrews the third chapter. And um, very interesting. Uh, quoted out of Psalm 95. You must realize that there was no, in quote, New Testament written or any other volume written uh, in those days that whatever was already written was now uh, separated into either history or into the thoughts and the mind of God. God never changes. Hallelujah. Some things are permanent. God's ways never change. Hallelujah. Whether in the new covenant or the old covenant, he is still the same. So Psalm 95 finds itself in Hebrews 3 because as touching God's way, Notice it's not a mystery. God wants us to know his way. So here you can observe that uh, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, that is the address given to us. Consider the apostle and high priest of our profession who was faithful to him that appointed him as also Moses was faithful in all of his house. Praise God. So whether there was an old <clears throat> or a new covenant, what mattered were certain essential things. Faithfulness. Amen. God is into faithfulness. Jesus showed it. Moses showed it. Hallelujah. And of course, honor is given accordingly. Verse 3, this man was counted worthy of more glory than Moses. Inasmuch as he builded the house, has more honor than the house. And he goes on like that, explaining that Jesus is worthy of more honor. Verse 5, Moses verily was faithful in all his house as a servant for the testimony of those things which were to be spoken after. Interesting that uh, Moses was known as a servant and you and I are known as sons. But what was important was that he was faithful. Praise God. Jesus was the son. What was important there was that he was faithful. So it's the faithfulness that's brought out in son and servant. Isn't that interesting? Praise God. Whether thou be son or thou be servant, it's about being faithful. Hallelujah. Verse 6. Christ as a son over his own house, whose house are we, if... We, can, we hold fast the, notice, confidence and rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end. One of the marks of our being uh, his house and his container is that we have confidence and hope and joy to the end. Praise God. So if we are in the very last days, praise God, then uh, we are going to have to maintain that. Amen. No matter what it looks like out there, brand new diseases, all kinds of cursed things on the horizon, we can still do this. Hallelujah. And that's why it is recorded. Amen. Verse 4, wherefore as the whole, I mean verse 7, wherefore as the Holy Ghost saith, notice, today if you will hear his voice. Here comes our part. Today if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts as in the provocation, in the day of temptation, in the wilderness. What? What does the wilderness and temptation in the wilderness have to do with me in the new covenant? 
Well, guess what? There's some things that are common. A hardening of the heart by the choice of the individual. Amen. Sometimes hardness is based on ignorance. You just did not know. And sometimes it is based on a willful stiffening and not being persuaded, just being tough and stubborn. Amen. And I think that's what we are addressing today more. Just being stubborn, just being unpersuadable because things did not go the way we thought it should go. Amen. Uh, And so they were not happy to have left Egypt and just meandering around in the desert. This is not what they expected. And so because it is dragging out and not working out as they thought, they are complaining, they are making up things and accusing Moses also (laughs) accusing God. Amen. That he brought them into the wilderness to die. He didn't save them for any other reason but to uh, rejoice in their death. That he finally got them and he is able to destroy them. Imagine that. Accusing the God who thought about delivering them, who remembers his covenant, who planned years before and told Abraham, after 400 years, I will come and bring these people out and bring them into a land. Hallelujah. This is God. But of course, at that point in time, the people cannot see that. So if you went up to God and said, what do you have for me? He will say, you have no idea what great plans I have for you. My plans are good, not evil, to give you a future and a hope, to bring you to an expected end. But then, uh, we have a soul. We have thinking. We have the same kind of thinking abilities as they had. And we can ease up the reins of our soul and accept God's will and His way. Or we can harden ourselves against Him. And sometimes uh, we are not even aware of it. Hallelujah. Praise God. Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost says, today if you will hear His voice... Um, Where do you hear his voice? Is it like in thunders? In splitting of the pulpit in two? You know, some people were very excited when there was a, uh, you know, a preacher who talked about how lightning came and split his pulpit in two. And he wrote a book about it and everybody was moved by that. Amen. And he did, you know, they didn't follow the remaining part of it where he said he had to repent about some things. But they were very excited that God split the pulpit in two. And there were volumes of that book and it was a bestseller in the Christian world. Hallelujah. Uh, You don't have to wait till the thunders and the lightnings just happen. Praise God. You can yield to the quiet promptings as you meditate on the word of God as it comes from the pulpit and so on. And he speaks through his word today. God's word to us is God's voice speaking to us today. Hallelujah. Especially if we are open to the will of God and to the prayers in the word. And we desire to walk in a manner that is pleasing unto him. He's definitely going to goad us on, you know, prompt us on to walk. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So if you hear his voice, he says, harden not your hearts as in the provocation. In the day of temptation 
in the wilderness. That was not a very good scene, but it looks like we can be transported to that place, even in the new covenant. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works 40 years. It's becoming a little personal here. God himself bristling up and saying, when your fathers did it to me, saw my works. Wherefore, I was grieved with that generation. But I thought God was pleased with new covenant people. Why should he even bring this up? Why should this even come on the scene? He said, uh, I'd like you to remember that I was grieved with that generation. And I don't want to be grieved with this generation if you can also not harden your heart. Isn't that interesting? The fact that this is in Hebrews, in the New Covenant. Praise God. Isn't that strange? These are his chosen people. So they said, you bring us out here to just kill us. You bring us into 2022 to just dump us here, not take care of us. Look at everything. I have to go dig for myself, fend for myself. I'm just struggling on my own. Where are you? Hallelujah. I mean, those thoughts can come. Here I am in the middle of all this. Why did you even bring me into 2022? Amen. I'm not saying much. I'm just throwing it out there. And, you know, you can figure it out. Harden not your hearts, as in the provocation. There's a whole chapter called the provocation. Then in bracket, in the day of temptation, in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, saw my work. Forty years. Active miracles were happening. Amen. Active miracles were happening for forty years. It didn't impress them. They still had something to say about him in the middle of it all. Wherefore, I was grieved with that generation and said, they do always err in their hearts. Notice, they have not known my ways. In other words, God is not hiding his ways from us. He's letting us know his ways. He says, this is how I am. This is how I am. Whether it was Old Testament or New Testament, this is who I am. I'm advertising my ways. Amen. Hallelujah. And so if, if someone is not listening to this, hearing this, studying this, you think he'll know the ways? I doubt it. He'll be stuck in one place and thinking, yes, everything's cool. Everything's dandy. But you don't know there are ways in God. Hallelujah. Whether old or new, he is the same. His ways are the same. Jesus Christ the same. Yesterday, today, forever. Harden not your hearts as in the provocation, verse 8, in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, saw my works, fought years. Not that he wasn't doing anything, that they were just there, no water, no food. Hallelujah. And they had a way of saying, can you do this? Can you do that? Can you do the other? Praise God. Kind of strong, right? But it's not. It's just his ways. He's trying to communicate his ways to us. You know, uh, I think it's good to know his ways. He said they erred because they didn't have Bible study. 
No, that's not it. They erred because they didn't know his ways. Bible study is there, fivefold ministry is there, but who wants to know his ways? Like I said one time in a certain Greek language, I said, fivefold ministry allowed, but she can Pardoning the Greek expression. Fivefold ministry is available, but don't they have to hear it? Amen? Praise God. So God is there advertising His ways. He's still saying His ways. These are my ways. Know my ways. I'm here. I'm the same. Don't err in your heart, the soul, the deep thoughts, the imaginations. Don't err there. There is error, 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 error possible. Error is possible in not growing to know my ways. The same experience can be your experience. Even though it's separated by thousands of years, you can actually harden your hearts against the Holy Spirit. Amen. And especially in the last days where the general climate is a hard climate. Amen. Where people are lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. That's the way it is out there. And that can creep into the world. How do you know it can creep into the world? Because the world can act like the church and the church can act like the world. The world says, brother, and you're blessed and stay blessed. They say all that. I'm amazed that they picked it up. Where did they hear that from? Hey, brother, stay blessed. You're so blessed. Remain blessed. Where did they get that from? And then the church is like, yo, hey. So they're just flowing into each other. And it's fun to watch the scripture coming alive. (laughs) Praise God. There seems to be no difference. Into those we are immersed. And God is like, hey, I'm trying to explain my way to you. So that you don't err in your heart. Hallelujah. Verse 11, so I swear in my wrath. Okay, they shall not enter into my, what? Into my gold, into my silver, into my houses, into my cars. No, he said they shall not enter into my rest. People see houses and cars and gold and silver. God sees rest. Amen. See, we're doing the same old thing. We go after everything the world is going after and then we say, but why am I not at rest? Why don't I have this settled thing in my heart? Why is something still missing? Well, we want to make the same mistake because we want the truth and we cannot fake. I want the truth. I must experience it for myself. I must go and taste it and then know that there's no rest. And then I'll come back and study. And meditate because I went here and I went there and I tried it all. But Solomon already did and wrote it down in a book. <laughs> Amen. And went there for us already and said, I'll tell you what, it's vanity, it's all vain. Praise God. Pause here. We'll, we'll have to read something or two in Canada. Uh, <clears throat> let, let's see what we can do. I cannot just go on chapter after chapter. Praise God. Because I'm called to this place.
And uh, recently I asked the Lord many times, would you like me to skedaddle, like kind of transfer, move out of here? And he said, no, stay here. So I'm even more concerned that it go forth in Canada more. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's hear if we, we can uh, Hebrews 3 verse 1 and 2. Amen. So it's about being faithful, whether Moses or Jesus. Thank God. Hallelujah. Let's also hear verse 6 in Kannada. Thank you. Hallelujah. Praise God. So these are the common factors that have to be uh, really registered inside us in the changing climate and thought patterns out there. We must uh, do something deep within, in our deep thoughts, and watch what is happening inside us. And it happens to all of us, because this is concerning crossing covenants, old to new. Wow! So it can bother any one of us, and we all need to be careful. Let's hear verse 7 and 8 also in Canada. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So it's a katina situation. It's something that you can do. You can harden or you can soften. Harden your heart or soften your heart. Praise God. You can allow compassion and mercy to affect you deep in your thoughts. And you can turn things around and say, Lord, forgive me. I had wrong thoughts. I had, I had my own agenda. I had my own plans. I'm sorry. I appreciate your word and your way of doing things. <clears throat> they do err in their heart and have not known my ways. So I swear in my wrath, they shall not enter into my rest. Take heed, brethren... Hey, this is possible then. Lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Is there a possibility that a new covenant believer can be plagued with the same problems that the hearts of the Old Testament people went through and had? It's possible. That is why we read the Old Testament also and ponder about it and see the, the way people handled God. And because it was something of the past, we look at it and go, how could you do that? You poor peon. And then we come to the new covenant and then we see it written to us. Because you saw the end of the story, how God was always faithful and how they came into the promised land. And those who did not accept 
they went to an early grave. Albeit not a very happy grave, but they went to the grave. Amen. They could have endured and enjoyed and gone further and seen their generations enjoying the land flowing with milk and honey. And the same principles, just two out of the twelve spies who said, you know what? (sighs) They are giants. There are big walls. But the walls are not the problem. The giants are not the problem. According to God, the walls are not the problem. The giants are not the problem. Do you believe his word? And that's the situation. Hallelujah. The walls were there. The giants were there. What was the difference? Some guy said, if God said it, that's it. Hallelujah. And they went in. And they conquered. And they took over. And that's brought to us again. Into Hebrews 11, what? The great faith chapter. Amen. So 2022 is not the problem. Oh, just when I started moving on, then 2022 happened. With all of its problems. With all of its mess. You know how 2022 is. That's not the problem. You were made for this age. They are bread for us. It's for eating. That's what it is. It's as easy as just eating it. Whatever is out there, it's as easy as just eating it up. Don't be moved by the big images that are being created. Hallelujah. Amen. But be strengthened by these kind of thoughts, by these kind of prayers. And just be faithful. Hallelujah. Amen. So, wherefore, verse 10, I was grieved with that generation... Do they do always err in their heart? Is there any necessity in being right in your heart? What's the point of studying and studying? Why should I be right in my heart? Why should I affect my heart? Why should I change my thinking? What's the benefit? There it is. God sees the heart. You have to change certain thought patterns. You have to change certain conclusions that you make about God. They must be adjusted. They are errors that have to be settled. Errors in the thinking have to be settled. That is why we are required. That is why the fivefold ministry is still here. To adjust thinking. Amen. Because that is what is important to God. Did you notice that? He said the problem was they were erring in their heart against me. Hallelujah. He said that's what concerns him. How is your heart with me? What are your thoughts concerning me? What is your actual conclusion about me in your deep thoughts, in your heart? He said watch that also. The same way in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, it can happen. Hallelujah. So, why are you just studying Bible? Why are you just spending so much time with all that? I'm working on my heart, brother. (laughs) I'm checking where the errors out there, hardnesses that have crept in. Ways of thinking that are contrary to God. Because God said, hello, hello, I'm warning you. I'm watching those things still. Isn't this a gentle warning? It could even be a loud warning. Depending on, you know, how you hear it at that point. 
And I think it's good to be sensitive to the inner workings. Hallelujah. The psalmist said, try me and know my heart, my reins. Hallelujah. Praise God. So sometimes we, we need to become more aware of what do we conclude here? What, what are my real basic, basic thoughts about God in the matter? They do always err in their hearts and have not known my ways. These people were always doing it. Always. So he's a God who notices, did you continue like that or did you change it? Did you continue down that path or did you change it? You can always change it. So I swear in my wrath, they shall not enter into my rest. Hallelujah. You can have a home or you can have a house. What would you prefer? Having a house or a home? Hallelujah. Amen. You can have all of the glitz and the glamour, but you don't really have a home. You don't have that heart and family. You don't. You have everything else. And anybody who looks from the outside, oh, but you don't know what's going on inside. Amen. At 80, you're still hacking each other. What? I mean, I'm learning. I'm just watching and saying, well, okay, praise God. May I never be like that. May I never be like that, oh. Amen. God help us. I mean, it's like, at some point, it's got to stop, man. You got to have some rest and some peace. <laughs> praise God, you know. Hallelujah. I'll just be bickering and biting even at 80. Whew. Glory to God. At least that's what I believe according to what he's saying here. That you can have rest. Amen. Amen. A freedom from constant complications and wrong meditations. Yes. Hallelujah. You can have a rest that you can sleep in the midst of the storm. You can enter into his rest. That it is done. It is finished. You don't have to worry. Amen. And Jesus had a way of going into those places. And sometimes they would just wake him up. And say don't you care. That we perish. Somebody who knew you before you came into your mother's womb. You want to accuse him. That he doesn't care about you. Who planned an inheritance for you before time began. It happens. The size of the waves. The challenges out there can make the deep thoughts inside very unsettled, very unsure. Amen. That's the power of sight and senses. And we are training ourselves not to lean on those senses and those feelings, but to go to the Word, rather than anything else. Hallelujah. Praise God, that generation. So I swear in my wrath, they shall not enter into my rest. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you, comes to us now, an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. So some people only read good news because we are blessed. Thank God. What is the good news? The good news is that you have access to the very thoughts and mind of God, and that you who are an enemy of God can think like Him. Woo! Glory to God. You can actually flow with Him. That's the good news. 
that you are in the same class of being as he is. You are actually potentially all of God inside a fleshly body. But you can disagree with him at the same time. Isn't that interesting? You can be carrying him and not agreeing with him. You can be bearing the almighty power, the resurrection power, and not agreeing with him at all. Why? Because there's a soul that connects these things. The emotions, the will, the intellect, the deep choices. And God puts everything there, he says, as your soul prospers. That's how you prosper. Amen? So there is a prosperity that is uh, not really from God. Which is the world's applause. You have done good. You've done it all. But in God's eyes, you know, there's no rest there. You are erring in your thinking. You have not arrived at the right kind of thinking. Hallelujah. Amen. So you can have the house but not have the home. Praise God. Amen. Praise God, praise God. It sounds uh, tough. Uh, what kind of gift do you have to bring tough things out of the new covenant? Um, glory to God, I guess it's just a common sense reading of the Bible. Just staying simple. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> you always have this ability to bring out hard things from the new covenant, which is supposed to be a blessing. Praise God. Uh, I like to see what's written, you know, volume per volume, page by page, number of words, etc., you know, giving it value. Why should God Almighty bring such an incident into the new covenant life? Why? That's my concern. Why? Because I have nothing better to do. Yeah. Do you have anything better to do? Go ahead and do it. I don't. I put it all far away years ago. This is all I have to do. And I better do it right. Amen. So I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter into my rest. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief. Are you covered by the brethren there? I think so. Whether you are a saint or whether you are faithful, brethren, take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Really? Departing from the living God? It happens in the heart. Happens in the heart. And then there are signs outside. You're saved on your way to heaven. But you're not where you ought to be. You have departed. Only evil spirits were supposed to depart. Sicknesses were supposed to depart. Not we departing from God in our deep thoughts. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. They have not known my ways. So the ways are important. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. But exhort one another once a month. Just make it once a month. You'll be all right. Okay, you can. You can live like that. You can jet set. You can be all over the world because you're a busy man and you can just like manage to make it once a month. That's all. It's possible. 
But there's one who sees the heart. And he's the one we are dealing with. We're not here on our own accord. It is in him we live and move and have our being. He gave us life and breath and all things. We didn't just show up here by our own plan. We're learning that he is God and we are not. That we made Jesus Lord of our lives. We are not Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. We're learning. <sighs> Glory to God. Seems so tough to just cross one verse. Thank you, Jesus. Take heed, brethren, verse 12. Lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief. Is any sick among you? The same person who's bothered about any sick person, he's also bothered about any heart. Praise God. Yeah, and I think fixing the heart is better than just the body. Amen. Sometimes you have to go to the very root of the matter, otherwise it will occur again. An evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Our experiences in quote in God just pile up and form a set of beliefs deep inside us and that causes us to harden ourselves or ease up towards God. You can say all that. It doesn't thrill me. I've heard this, I've heard that. But in my experience, this is what happens. And that becomes a system that hardens itself. Yes, yes, yes. Bible said this, Bible said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard that. I know this. Yes, there. But in my personal experience, so Andangarium, Zindabad. Hey, man, I have to do my stuff, man. I'll come by when I can. That's my experience in God, he says. Well, that could be error. E-R-R-O-R. -R you could be erring and not knowing his ways. Hallelujah. And we're going to stand before him. And he's going to be saying stuff like, you know, you didn't do anything according to what I said. You were thinking this way and doing that. So you need to do it from what you believe, from the word of God, and then it's right. Otherwise, you just did some stuff which is going to go poof. <laughs> I saw your heart and then I saw what you did. Nobody can know that. Only he. That's why we are, uh, you know, encouraged to not judge people hastily. Amen. We only see outside. We don't know what's going on in the heart. But when it comes out openly in the congregation, it can be handling, uh, I mean, hand, dealing with many people. It has to be handled. Amen. So we may have to say, there's a way you ought to behave yourself in the house of God. Amen. The pillar and ground of truth. And this doesn't line up with it. Amen. And so uh, what is right is right. Whether we're in 2022, whether the rest of the world is wondering whether God made a mistake rather than, you know, anything else. Did God really make a mistake that I'm a man? I should have been a woman. Praise God. No, God knew. 
who was supposed to be, you know, what, before time began. And science knows that. I mean, there was a very time, easy time when you could just look, uh, you know, under the microscope and see this is male, this is female. Even among microorganisms, there were possibilities <laughs> that you could identify. This is the male, this is the female. You know, even under the microscope, it had the necessary gadgets. How can you now tell me that all of that is, is bunkum today? I don't care. I'm going with the word. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So I swear in my wrath, they shall not enter into my rest. So can you see what irritates God? What irritates God is how we uh, respond to his word. That's what irritates him. Hallelujah. Amen. In departing from the living God. But exhort one another daily while it is called today. Lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. Hardness comes through sin also. And going against God. Hallelujah. So we try as the years pass to be more and more free from closely besetting sins. Things that try to hang around you all your life. Some are prone in certain areas, some are prone in other areas. Hallelujah. And so we are trying in Jesus' name to be so real in our walk that you can say, I'm free. Oof. Thank God I'm free. The sun set me free. I'm free indeed. Hallelujah. Amen. Exhort one another daily while it's called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. For we are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end. Mm. So there's an end of things also. There's an end of things. And there is a holding fast unto the end. Praise God. While it is said today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts as in the provocation. For some, when they had heard, did provoke. Howbeit not all that came out of Egypt by Moses, but with whom was he grieved forty years. And notice, how many times is he bringing up this issue? At least three times. He's harping on it. Praise God. Look at First Corinthians chapter 10. Verse 1, he says, uh, Moreover, brethren, I would not that you should be ignorant how that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea and were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea and did all eat the same spiritual meat and did all drink the same spiritual drink for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them. That rock was Christ. So he's trying to say, Plainly that there was one person who was Jehovah that time, but it was actually the Christ. <laughs> but with many of them, God was not well pleased. We are here to please him, right? For they were overthrown in the wilderness. 
See, there are certain signs that God is well pleased that you come to the end. Amen. Hallelujah. Length of days, riches, honor. It shows that you chose properly. Hallelujah. Amen. And we need to strive towards these things. They were overthrown in the wilderness. Now these things were our examples to the intent we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. Wait a minute. Are you serious? You can bring this issue up to us? Yes. The lust is the same. The flesh is the same. The devil out there is the same. Only in the millennium you will notice that God will prove that you don't need the devil. The flesh can handle things. <laughs> that will be the ultimate proof to everybody that flesh is equal to devil being around. Hallelujah. So we have some things to think about. Now these things were our examples to the intent we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. You can't say, how could you do that? You could do that. You could do the same thing. Neither be idolaters. Idolaters? What? In the New Testament? Yeah, anything that takes the place and honor of God in your life can be known as an idol. It's, you know, there are only two gods according to Jesus. There's money and there's God. That's it. How much do you serve? How well do you serve? What can command you and bring you to attention? You have to decide. Is it money or is it God? Amen. Neither ye be, be ye idolaters, as were some of them, as it is written. The people sat down to eat and drink, rose up to play. I have nothing you know, against missing church, going uh, to party, hanging out here and there. That's all good. Everybody needs a break. Amen. You can. But for me, it's not okay. For you, it may be all right. For me, it's not. Somehow. Uh, it's tradition. Maybe, you know, it, it's not right, that tradition, that you cannot just, <clears throat> you know, break out of. But I need the Word of God as much as I can. And He wanted me in it daily, according to the Scripture. That I should exhort somebody and someone should exhort me. Draw me closer to God every day. Oh, every day. Because every day sin is at the door. Waiting to leap out and, and jump on you. He's not on a holiday. Flesh is still there. Amen. Praise God. And in the middle of all of that, flesh can show up. The devil can show up. And things can get sour suddenly. Amen. Praise God. While you're out there showing off your abs, some other girl saw it. And your wife is sitting there. And she's observing. And she may just get a twinge of jealousy. And why go into all that? Praise God. Who are the abs for anyway? For your wife or for who? What's the point of having abs if you can't show them? 
Ba, 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 ba. If he takes off his shirt, don't take off the shirt. Keep the shirt. Amen? You have to think about it. Why am I doing all of this? What is the point? To take selfies of my lobster abs? For what? See? There's a lot going on. Plenty, plenty, plenty. Idols are being formed. From your little childhood pictures you stuck on your wall. They're there inside the walls of your deep thoughts. And you want to be that guy. Amen? How many children do you know that all around their room they had Moses in the mountain, lightnings? <laughs> That'd be one strange kid, man. <laughs> Moses coming down with Ten Commandments. What? And you're five years old. Wow. You stuck that. You drew that. Wow, Major. You're a special kid, man. See, those deep things are there and uh, they have been, you know, slowly elevated in our lives. Now I have the money, now I have the ability, I will do it. I'll show you how it's done. The believer way. All of these things. <laughs> Take a few classes in extra dancing and then now you're a believer, you can show them. Ah, I can teach you how to dance as a believer. It's okay. Nothing wrong with it. Hallelujah. You're a ballet believer. It's okay. All that's good. <clears throat> But make sure your heart is right. Verse 8. Neither let us commit fornication. What? Let us, as some of them committed and fell in one day, 23,000. 23,000? That's a lot to fall in one day. Neither let us tempt Christ as some of them also tempted and were destroyed of serpents. There's some serious kind of stuff out there. Hmm. You know there are scriptures there that will shock you. Where the Lord says, you tempted me these ten times. He was taking note one. Okay. Two, three, five, ten times you tempted me. Somewhere in Numbers, I think maybe Numbers 14. What is tempting Christ? As you read along, you will notice that they would just say, Can God do this? I don't think He can do this. Huh. He can't do this. He can't do that. Can He furnish a table in the wilderness? Huh? Is it, is it real? Can you, I mean, come on. Ah, you can sit down there. God won't do that. He can't do this. That's the attitude there. Like a little child, just talking, thinking recklessly. We have to quickly say, Lord, I'm sorry. Oof. To even think like that, forgive me, Lord. To touch it with my thoughts. No, 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 no. Verse 10. Neither murmur ye as some of them also murmured. And were destroyed of the destroyer. Murmur? Now you can see these things are getting pretty serious. Why do you murmur? Because you didn't get what you planned. So it came out as a complaint. This is not what I planned. This is not what I got. And the hardness is being set up. Verse 11. Now all these things. Notice the pantote. P-A-S also. All these things. 
Everything there is also written to us. Happened unto them for examples, and they are written for our admonition. Do I need to be admonished? Yes, I ought to be admonished. I ought to be warned about things. They are written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. Amen. So, there it is. The ends of the world time period like that, that age began 2,000 years ago. This is the last part of that 2,000 year old time. How much more we? Wherefore let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. So there is a presumption in thinking that will never happen to me. That will never happen to me. That will never happen to me. Oh, check and see. If you are set up nicely, you may do it. That's what he's saying. If everything is set up nicely, you may go for it. You may do the same thing. But, verse 13, there has no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. God is faithful. Ha 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 ha. God is faithful. God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. Wherefore, my dearly beloved, notice the second, flee from idolatry. Second blow of the same thing. Neither be idolaters, then flee from idolatry. So idolatry seems to be a problem, right? I speak as to wise men, judge ye what I say. He's saying, hey, a word is enough for the wise. You guys can figure this thing out. Then he brings in the communion, the cup of blessing which we bless. Is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? The bread we break, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? Thank God you can always say forgive me and take communion over it. And be free from all of that stuff. And commune with the Lord. Thank you Jesus. I can. You can. And we should. How many times? Well, how many times do you need to do it? Do it. Hallelujah. Praise God. We have read a lot. But it bears repetition. It's good stuff. Whatever is not good, we will edit it. Thank God for the edit board, you know. First Corinthians chapter 10, we can read in Canada also, verse 1 all the way to um, verse 16.
ಅವರು ಕೆಟ್ಟ ವಿಷಯಗಳನ್ನು ಆಶಿಸಿದಂತೆ ನಾವು ಆಶಿಸುವವರಾಗಬಾರದೆಂಬುದಕ್ಕಾಗಿ ಈ ಸಂಗತಿಗಳು ನಮಗೆ ನಿದರ್ಶನಗಳಾಗಿವೆ ಇಲ್ಲವೇ ಜನರು ತಿನ್ನುವುದಕ್ಕೂ ಕುಡಿಯುವುದಕ್ಕೂ ಕೂತುಕೊಂಡರೂ ಆಟವಾಡುವುದಕ್ಕೆ ಇದ್ದರು ಎಂದು ಬರೆದಿರುವ ಪ್ರಕಾರ ನೀವು ಅವರಲ್ಲಿ ಕೆಲವರಂತೆ ವಿಗ್ರಹಾರಾಧಕರಾಗಬೇಡಿರಿ ಅವರಲ್ಲಿ ಕೆಲವರು ಜಾರತ್ವ ಮಾಡಿ ಒಂದೇ ದಿನದಲ್ಲಿ ಇಪ್ಪತ್ತು ಮೂರು ಸಾವಿರ ಮಂದಿ ಸತ್ತರೂ ನಾವು ಜಾರತ್ವ ಮಾಡದೇ ಇರೋಣ ಇದಲ್ಲದೆ ನಾವು ಕ್ರಿಸ್ತನನ್ನು ಪರಿಶೋಧಿಸದೇ ಇರೋಣ ಯಾಕಂದರೆ ಅವರಲ್ಲಿಯೂ ಕೆಲವರು ಪರಿಶೋಧಿಸಿ ಸರ್ಪಗಳಿಂದ ಸಂಹಾರವಾದರು ಇದಲ್ಲದೆ ಅವರಲ್ಲಿ ಕೆಲವರು ಗುಣುಗುಟ್ಟಿ ಸಂಹಾರಕನ ಕೈಯಿಂದ ನಾಶವಾದರೂ ಆದದರಿಂದ ನೀವು ಗುಣುಗುಟ್ಟಬೇಡಿರಿ ಅವರಿಗೆ ಸಂಭವಿಸಿದ ಈ ಎಲ್ಲಾ ಸಂಗತಿಗಳು ನಿದರ್ಶನಗಳಾಗಿವೆ ಲೋಕದ ಅಂತ್ಯಕ್ಕೆ ಬಂದಿರುವವರಾದ ನಮಗೆ ಅವು ಬುದ್ಧಿವಾದಗಳಾಗಿ ಬರೆದವೆ ಆದ ಕಾರಣ ನಿಂತಿದ್ದೇನೆಂದು ನೆನೆಸುವವನು ಬೀಳದಂತೆ ಎಚ್ಚರಿಕೆಯಾಗಿರಲಿ ಮನುಷ್ಯನಿಗೆ ಸಾಮಾನ್ಯವಾಗಿ ಬರುವ ಶೋಧನೆಯೇ ಹೊರತು ಬೇರೆ ಯಾವುದೂ ನಿಮಗೆ ಸಂಭವಿಸಲಿಲ್ಲ ಆದರೆ ದೇವರು ನಂಬಿಗಸ್ತನು ನೀವು ಸಹಿಸುವುದಕ್ಕಿಂತ ಹೆಚ್ಚಿನ ಶೋಧನೆಯನ್ನು ಆತನು ನಿಮಗೆ ಬರಮಾಡುವುದಿಲ್ಲ ಆದರೆ ನೀವು ಅದನ್ನು ಸಹಿಸುವುದಕ್ಕೆ ಶಕ್ತರಾಗುವಂತೆ ಶೋಧ ಆದ್ದರಿಂದ ನನ್ನ ಅತಿ ಪ್ರಿಯವಾದವರೇ ವಿಗ್ರಹಾರಾಧನೆಯಿಂದ ಓಡಿ ಹೋಗಿರಿ ನೀವು ವಿವೇಕಿಗಳೆಂದು ಇದನ್ನು ಹೇಳುತ್ತೇನೆ ನಾನು ಹೇಳುವುದನ್ನು ನೀವೇ ಯೋಚಿಸಿರಿ ನಾವು ಸ್ತೋತ್ರ ಸಲ್ಲಿಸುವ ಸ್ತೋತ್ರದ ಪಾತ್ರೆಯು ಕ್ರಿಸ್ತನ ರಕ್ತದ ಅನ್ಯೋನ್ಯತೆಯಲ್ಲವೋ ನಾವು ಮುರಿಯುವ ರೊಟ್ಟಿಯು ಕ್ರಿಸ್ತನ ದೇಹದ ಅನ್ಯೋನ್ಯತೆಯಲ್ಲವೋ and have not hearkened to my voice praise god so uh did you see god noting things there 1 2 3 4 verse 23 continues surely they shall not see the land which i swore unto their fathers neither shall any of them that provoked me see it but my servant caleb because he has another spirit with him and has followed me fully him will i bring into the land whereunto he went and his seed shall possess it praise god so here we go all of these things are plainly written and then brought to our attention in the new covenant therefore uh, i think as far as i can see there is a plainness to the way he is talking he's not a complicated god you see his work you see his provision you see his miracles and then you get hardened praise god in that same 10th chapter you notice the 23rd verse where he says all things are lawful everything is permissible amen let's hear numbers 14:22 and 20 maybe to 24 in kannada also ಐಗುಪ್ತ ದೇಶದಲ್ಲಿಯೂ ಅರಣ್ಯದಲ್ಲಿಯೂ ನಾನು ನಡೆಸಿದ ಸೂಚಕ ಕಾರ್ಯಗಳನ್ನು ನನ್ನ ಮಹಿಮೆಯನ್ನು ನೋಡಿದ ಈ ಸಕಲ ಮನುಷ್ಯರು ನನ್ನನ್ನು ಈಗ ಹತ್ತು ಸಾರಿ ಶುದಿಸಿ ಕೇಳದೆ ಹೋದದ್ದರಿಂದ ನಾನು ಅವರ ಪಿತೃಗಳಿಗೆ ಪ್ರಮಾಣ ಮಾಡಿದ ದೇಶವನ್ನು ನಿಶ್ಚಯವಾಗಿ ಅವರು ನೋಡುವುದಿಲ್ಲ ಇಲ್ಲವೇ ನನಗೆ ಕೋಪವನ್ನು ಎಬ್ಬಿಸಿದವರು ಸಹ ಅದನ್ನು ನೋಡುವುದಿಲ್ಲ 
ಆದರೆ ನನ್ನ ಸೇವಕನಾದ ಕಾಲೇಬನಲ್ಲಿ ನನ್ನ ಆತ್ಮವಿದ್ದರಿಂದಲೂ ಅವನು ನನ್ನನ್ನು ಪೂರ್ಣವಾಗಿ ಹಿಂಬಾಲಿಸಿದ್ದರಿಂದಲೂ ಅವನು ಸಂಚರಿಸಿದ ದೇಶಕ್ಕೆ ಅವನನ್ನು ತರುವೆನೋ ಅವನ ಸಂತಾನವು ಅದನ್ನು ಸ್ವತಂತ್ರಿಸಿಕೊಳ್ಳುವುದು we talked about communion and then 23 says all things are lawful for me but all things are not expedient all things are lawful unto me but all things edify not amen so you are uh, constantly in a place where you're weighing things okay i can do this i can do that you know, but what's the benefit really uh, the passion t- translation says you say under grace there are no rules and we are free to do anything we please notice that i didn't write the passion translation but it's written there <laughs> you say under grace there are no rules and we are free to do anything we please not exactly because not everything promotes growth in others your slogan we are allowed to do anything we choose may be true <laughs> but not everything causes spiritual adma- advancement of others so don't verse 24 so don't always seek what is best for you at the expense of another well that about wraps it up hallelujah so no man is here for just himself we are members of the body each one is concerned and connected to the other and then there's his family that you're going to be with forever you're going to be neighbors you're going to be lovers brothers and all of those things and i'm telling you it's it's it can be a lot more fun if we can adjust a few things down here before we go into that glorious crowd hallelujah Let's see if we can hear 1 Corinthians 10:23 and 24 also but I don't know if we have it in the passion no no need it's cool but you can always yeah ನನಗೆ ಎಲ್ಲಾ ವಿಷಯಗಳು ನ್ಯಾಯಸಮ್ಮತವಾಗಿವೆ ಆದರೆ ಎಲ್ಲವೂ ವಿಹಿತವಾಗಿರುವುದಿಲ್ಲ ಎಲ್ಲಾ ವಿಷಯಗಳು ನನಗೆ ನ್ಯಾಯಸಮ್ಮತವಾಗಿವೆ ಆದರೆ ಎಲ್ಲವೂ ಭಕ್ತಿವೃದ್ಧಿಯನ್ನುಂಟು ಮಾಡುವುದಿಲ್ಲ ಪ್ರತಿಯೊಬ್ಬನು ತನ್ನ ಹಿತವನ್ನು ಚಿಂತಿಸದೆ ಪರಹಿತವನ್ನು ಚಿಂತಿಸಲಿ Amen. So, you know, even though some people are not very excited about that testimony that I share once in a while, they say, how do you know it's true? Man, these guys just make up stories. You know, there's this story that someone went to heaven and he's a preacher. And he said he met Jonah there. <laughs> you know, and Jonah was living in the street called the Street of the Prophets and all of that. And some, you know, you can doubt it, that's up to you. Anyway, apparently he was very curious and so he asked Jonah, Jonah, were you uh, in some big fish or in a whale or what was it? And Jonah just got <clears throat> real serious, maybe even bugged and said, I was in disobedience. Amen. I think about it a lot, that's why maybe I repeat it. see out there when there's none of this flesh and none of these things what matters is were you in obedience or not hallelujah and you still feel 
I was in disobedience. So the Bible declares that even if your house uh, in which you were living went through the fire and some things were burnt in the judgment seat of Christ, you were saved, but as though by fire and that you suffered loss. It's written like that. There is loss that you will say, oh, I was in disobedience. But you're saved, you know. Hallelujah. However, you, there's a twinge there that I was in disobedience. It looks like there's a cloud while we're down here that doesn't allow us to see clearly what is, what's right. What's really important. Hallelujah. Amen. So let's see as much as we can from God's word and from his spirit in these days. Particularly these days. So that we can rejoice evermore about these things. Hallelujah. May the Lord help us. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. And may the spirit of God continue to incubate on our deep thoughts. So that we rejoice as we serve him. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You're a faithful God. You'll do what you said. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. The God who sees our deep thoughts, who wants us to know his ways, the way he thinks. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. And the challenges that are out there in our life, and uh, our work, and uh, in all the realms that we have in this earth, Lord, may we make the right conclusions. And anything that's not right in our conclusions, may we be able to change it, and may we uh, change our thinking, and our soul be ready to inherit here and there what good things the Lord has for us. We give you praise, we give you thanks, we thank you that the power of persistent sins, persistent failures, persistent idolatry in lives is broken in the name of Jesus. We give you thanks. We give you honor in the name of Jesus. We yield to you. We call bodies healed, children free, households delivered in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, team. Thank you, uh, Look forward to seeing you again. If you'd like to give, this is a great opportunity. And expect good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. God will cause men to give unto your bosom because he said so. Angels, go to work in Jesus' name. Amen. You're blessed.